just wanting to do more with you know your life and you want to make sure you're set up for success and be successful but that doesn't mean you have to give up what you're currently doing it just means you need to find ways to accomplish those things while still maintaining what you've got going on and you know i think that's what we're trying to do listening to the expertish podcast be sure to head over to itunes or spotify and tell jay what you thought about this episode expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have those who are and have some fun along the way are you ready to start All right, this is Jay here uh, today with our guest, Ryan Bresnik. I want to thank first Ryan for coming to talk with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just excited to have you here. I know we've talked a few times about things like financial mindset, especially with military and, you know, veterans as well as investments and lots of ideas and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. that's how we initially connected. Was that uh, two years ago or so? Yeah, it was two years ago. It was, uh, it was the second property I bought. Someone, a real estate agent, threw out a few names of people who uh, I should link up with, similar mm-hmm. backgrounds. Yours was one of the names. We sat down, started talking, had a great conversation, and uh, we've been bouncing ideas off each other ever since. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, that was yeah, it was great. It's like uh, definitely one of those things, as soon as we, we talked, I'm like, okay, cool. I like, you know, where your head's at, you give me some good ideas. Yep. and. Just, motivation. Yeah. And it does. It just kind of gets things, you know, creativity flowing and you mm-hmm. start thinking, you know, of, of other ways to do things. And I know you said that that was your second property, but like if we can just, you know, jump even further back, how about a little bit about yourself? I know you've been in the military since I met you, but what kind of, you know, from your background brought you to the military route? Yeah. So I grew up in Pennsylvania. I've had family in the military, uncles, my dad and grandpa. And I'm sure that's probably a big reason why a lot of guys join the military, um, family interactions over the years. But uh, after high school, uh, I went to the Naval Academy. So go to the Naval Academy, you owe five years on the tail end of that uh, for service requirement. After the Naval Academy, moved out to San Diego. But really, I think the reason that I'm in the military now and I'm still in is one, I love what I do, but two, well, I took a tour to the Naval Academy when I was, mm-hmm. was younger. Um, I fell in love with the campus, the culture, the school, and the product that it produces. I basically decided then and there, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to graduate from. And things just kind of took off from there. So that's a quick background on why I'm in the military. Right on. Yeah. Well, you, and you know, you mentioned, you know, your family history and mm-hmm. stuff with your family, mostly Navy or other branches. Uh, pretty all spread out. Uh, so my dad was in the air force. He's a, he's a doctor, but he was a flight surgeon for mm-hmm. a while. And then my grandpa was in the Marines and my uncles were in the Marines. So varied, but department of Navy. Now that I think right. about it. Uh, yeah. 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 But you guys got a lot of it covered though. Huh? Yep. Yep. Right on. Yeah. Awesome. man. so I'm sure they're pretty proud of uh, how, yeah. how far you've come already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. And I know, uh, I think, what is it, eight? You've been eight years? Six, six years? No, six years. Yep, six yep. years now. Oh, that's right. Because your second tour, you're just yep. starting your second like yep. operational yep. tour, right? Awesome. Yeah. And I know uh, when we first met, we talked a little bit and then you had a deployment between then and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about some other things yep. after that and before you uh, transferred over to your newest command, which you, you haven't been there long, right? About a year now? But about a year now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I've done two deployments, but I think one of the unique opportunities 
that SEAL officers have is you have all these little one-off billets mm-hmm. kind of all over the place. So I've done different LNO positions mm-hmm. um, out in the Pacific and the Middle East. Uh, I've done augments. So like you get a lot of experience right. definitely on deployments, but you get all these other little one-off trips and training trips and positions that it definitely, it adds up. So you yeah. feel like you're gone a lot, which, but it, it's good because you're kind of pulling from all those different experiences. Yeah. Great exposure yeah. to what other people have. Different commands, you know, not, not yeah. just your parent command, but every unit that you'll work for, you right. know, you pick up on different things. So. Absolutely. Well, and I think with you, I mean, that's kind of one of the things that, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, I would say a huge benefit personally is with your job, you do work interdepartmentally a, a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you work with a lot of that, but yeah. then, and like you said too, the travel, um, I think you just really gain a lot of perspective yep. and appreciation from traveling to other places as well. Yeah. Uh, we'd actually talked about it earlier, but on that traveling piece. So one of the, I just finished doing yesterday was submitting my Olmstead application. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not familiar with old STEM program, it's a, a graduate scholarship program. They basically send candidates to anywhere in the world outside of the United States to do a two-year degree. Prior to doing that two-year degree, you go to the Defense Language Institute and you become fluent in the host country nation where you'll do your study. So I guess kind of tying it into, you know, everything we'll talk about today, but just it's an opportunity that I dove into looking at my career and some of the options that I had available to me, but it blew my mind how yeah. few people put in for those positions and just doing a little bit of research and like being on time with those timelines, you know, cause they'll come and go. It, it is a lot of work to put all this application together, but some of my own interests, like I love traveling. Uh, I want to be fluent in, you know, a second language and mm-hmm. I, and I want to do uh, graduate study. So Olmstead was great for me, but tying it back into investing, it's kind of the same thing of identifying an opportunity, uh, diving into that opportunity, doing a little bit of research, like getting your feet wet and then starting to branch out and and see who has experience in that and and kind of leveraging um, relationships and the information set out there to get the best options for you. Right. Right. Kind of a long way around it, but you know, that's tying in a few of the things we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how do you get to some of the, um, I don't know, you get to some interesting places that way too, and a lot Mm -hmm. of good experiences. And it seems like that's a route like you've taken just both personally, maybe, you know, and we've talked about, we'll get into like investing route as well, because you didn't even like after your first operational command, you really, you kind of branched right off into some, you know, it's still related, but you branched into something else as well. And now already looking towards the next one off to advance your experience. Yeah, definitely. I've always taken the approach of having like a broad spectrum on mm-hmm. uh, experiences, investing, and kind of meant like blending those two. And yeah. it's just how I like, I want experience a lot of different things, jack of all trades. I, uh-huh. You know, I don't want to be doing the same thing my entire life. And some of these opportunities have definitely allowed me to scratch that itch of, right. you know, getting out there and trying different things. Yeah. I was talking to someone, uh, you mentioned jack of all trades. I was talking to someone last week and we were, we were kind of mentioning that about some of the interests of like, when you have these broad interests mm-hmm. and, and uh, my friend had mentioned like, oh yeah, jack of all trades, master of none. And I was like, you know, you can think of it that way, or you could be jack of all trades, master of some yeah, yeah. and a lot of cool experiences. Yeah. I don't see that as a negative. I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I just want this broad experience mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and it's, I don't know, I think that's enjoyable and you can still master certain things. And even if you don't yeah. fully master them, you can still make a, 
lot of progress. You don't yeah. have to be just pigeonholed into exactly. one, one definite thing. So no, I, I think that's an awesome perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just mentioning like some of the things that you do have options in the military and some of the things they have that people could take advantage mm-hmm. of. There's also like so many, gosh, entitlements, programs, other things that, uh, are available yeah. if people do a little research mm-hmm. you know the, the info is out there now yeah. you know the info it is online just takes a Google everywhere search, you know? yeah. yeah it's that easy yeah you just have to take a little bit of a, a look why don't we uh you know kind of maybe talk about a couple of those things yeah definitely so i think some of the options and i'll start probably at the baseline one most people know about so uh, TSP. So I, I look at that as, I mean, it's, it's a 401k for the military. Yeah. Uh, recently they transitioned over to the blended retirement system. We won't go through all the details, but it's different than when you were in, right. um, you know, you're not getting 50% of your base pay at retirement, you're getting 40%, but there are other incentives that I think they've done a good job at covering down on everyone. Not everyone's right. going to be in 20 years. So you should leave at, you know, eight years or 12 years or whatever it is with something. So the TSP is you contribute part of your paycheck uh, every month, a percentage of it into a a savings plan. Mm -hmm. And it's an investment in your future, but the military will contribute 1%. And then uh, if you contribute 5%, they'll match that up to 5%. So if, if you're doing nothing else for savings or investing in your future, at least do that because it is free. I mean, it's free money. It's thousands of dollars a year that the government is just giving you in addition for your future. Right. So I think it's a good program. It's definitely where you should start when you're yeah. talking about investment. Yeah. And because you can start as small as you want, yep. you know, you can build up from yeah. it. And um, I know we've talked before as well at how you adjust pretty quickly mm-hmm to whatever you decide to push into something else. Like yeah. once you've put whatever amount it is that you choose to do, mm-hmm. you're going to adjust to it pretty quickly, your lifestyle and just down the road, you're going, oh man, I, I, I don't think ever there's been a time when I didn't think, I wish I'd put a little more, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. definitely there's been times when I, when I was like, dude, why didn't I just start earlier? Yeah. And I think you hit on two big things there. One being start early because mm-hmm. the best thing you have as an investor is time on your side. Absolutely. Like it, let your money work for you for longer. It's compound interest. It's going to grow. Uh, the longer you have it in there, the more money it'll make you when you eventually are, get out and you want to pull that money out and use it. Um, so you're saving for the future. And the second thing is you mentioned adjusting to your new normal yeah. and you know, you see your paycheck comes in your bank account or, you know, twice a month in the mm-hmm. military and you see, you see a deposit, but what you don't see is if you're contributing to your TSP, then it, it's being pulled out of there and you're just, right. you're automatically saying, okay, this is how much, this is what my, I know what I'm paying for rent. I know what I'm paying for gas and groceries. Mm-hmm. So you're already budgeting in your head, right? Whether you're taking off 200 off the top or whatever your number is, mm-hmm. um, you're quickly going to adjust to that, but it's doing so much for you down the road right. um, that you're not going to initially see. So everyone's situation is different. You know, mm-hmm. being a, a single guy in San Diego, I've got my budget a, right. a month. But, you know, if you're married and you've got, you know, three kids, you know, you're you're going to need more cash on hand right. to basically, you know, do your monthly budget. And, that, right. and that's fine. Everyone, you know, you your priorities are different. But regardless of who you are, you will adjust to that new normal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's important for people to realize, don't be too scared because you mm-hmm. will, you will adjust. And it's with any purchase, you know, it's so funny. Uh, and, and we've, we've both seen it, I'm sure. And I've actually been victim to this before too. 
we'll like learn, we'll figure a way to adjust to a cool car payment, mm-hmm. you know, or yep. a boat payment. But then when it comes to like an investment, like a, a, a home purchase or putting more into your investment account, like, Oh, I don't know, that might cut into something, but yep. it's like, Oh, I could, Man, I definitely that buy that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, yeah. I've, I've done, you know, I've made plenty of mistakes, yep. but, but I will say too, knowing myself, one thing is kind of your self, I guess, self-awareness. I know, sometimes what hurdles I need to put in front of myself to mm-hmm. keep myself out of trouble like, yep. with things like that. And for me, um, one of the things was always, like you said, kind of just set it and forget it type mm-hmm. things like TSP or, you know, real estate, because it's just your payments are being made. You've yep. got it set up. And then I would, that money was like set aside up front, And then the rest anything that I had as disposable, it was just a different account Mm -hmm. that way, you know, as long as the ATM kept saying, yes, I could go out, you know, Mm -hmm. I could travel or whatever the case was. But, um, that's kind of what I had to do for myself because I still did want to, like you, like you were talking about before we've, we've talked before about like want to travel or I still want to do things. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. I don't think you should be cutting yourself off from Mm -hmm. experiences. Don't not do that trip because you're so concerned about saving for your future. Like live your life. No one's arguing that point, Mm -hmm. but it's like those little purchases. Like, do I need to order out every night or can I just, you know, food prep? Like that's a one little example, but it's going to save you money every week, every month. uh, And that money adds up. So take that money um, that you, you would have been, you know, going out, say you go out Friday and Saturday night, maybe you only go out Saturday night. Maybe you, if you, you know, still want to have a good time, just you could paint all, you know, whatever you want a picture of all these little things that add up over time where you can save money. And before we talked about kind of the mindset of it. Yeah. And I think that's really where this ties in. It's like, it doesn't need to be the focal point of your life, but just having that idea in the back of your head, like, Hey, I want to set a goal. I want to put this much away a month. You can do the research, you know, mm-hmm. listen to this podcast or, or Googling like, Hey, how do I, you know, save a little bit and how do I make my money work for me? You set that aside, you let it work for you and you live with your new budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, you promote or you progress, maybe you keep that same budget because now that's just extra cash. You were doing fine before on the budget. You right. know, why does your life expenses need to increase because you're making more money? They really right. don't treat yourself when, yeah. when it's time to do so. But the way I do it is we talked about, I love traveling mm-hmm. and I love like going and seeing new things. Um, I'm not going to be conservative on that front, right. but there's so many other things where it's like, I don't, I don't need to spend yeah. money on this issue or yeah. on this you know area right now. So kind of tying it back into the mindset idea, I think being financially aware mm-hmm. uh, of what you're doing with your money is a big part of it. Yeah. And spend it where you value it, where you truly value it, not just where, you know, it's kind of like, you know, heard the term before, if you, you can live your life or your life can live you and Mm -hmm. you're insane with your money, you can decide to spend your money or your money will spend itself kind of, you know, it's easy to get away from you. But I a hundred percent, um, I agree with that as well. And, and the funny, I don't want to say funny thing, I guess, but I've noticed that as, you know, when I was younger and had no money and just trying to work your way up, I wanted all these things. Mm -hmm. And I just, there were so many things I wanted. And then uh, the better I've done or what, you know, by, by no means, you know, is it like some outrageous amount of money or something, but the more I've been able to afford, the less I actually give a shit unless I want. And it's kind of really strange. It just definitely had that bell curve where I was like, oh, well, I could get that now, but I uh, would rather yeah. have this security of like, let me go more and travel more. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's, I'm the same as you. I love to travel, but now like, wow, if I could take one extra trip a year instead of having the, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, no brainer. Yeah. It's kind of like, 
I get the appeal of wanting to go buy the like the nice new car. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, <laughs> I'm no stranger mm-hmm. to nice like nice cars. I think it's important though. It's like if you look at it, are you going to pay ten thousand dollars more for a new car or a two years older? You know, same type of car with all mm-hmm. the luxuries you want, and it has a few more miles on it. Right. So I'm a big used car guy, right? You know, buy it a few years older, but you're saving a lot of money. And then Mm -hmm. think about what that money can do for you in the long run. So like kind of what you're saying, just be conservative in the right areas. Yeah. Uh, It is important to the, your overall investment plan. And if you want to, the thing with that too, the, I I agree with you on the used car thing too, because uh, if you get a two year old car, three year old car, the other thing is that it's already ha- had that hit. Yeah. And so if you want, if you're a guy that wants a new car, like regularly, like if you, every two or three years, you want a different car. Well, cool. You've already, someone else absorbed that huge depreciation. Yeah. And now you can usually resell a car. Like yeah. if you bought it at two and a half years, you can sell it at five yep. and probably aren't underwater. Exactly. You know? So be paying yeah, less huge. than you were if you were leasing. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's not like cars change, like the models, they mm-hmm. don't, they look the same for like what, five years. The, they Some look the same and the technology slightly shift like you're gonna do fine if you've waited a few years for the new one exactly exactly but um yeah i mean cars they are nice they can suck the money out of you too quick caveat on cars so i i I bought a nicer car um because this was my dream car growing Mm -hmm. up and i really like i got to san diego and i was like this is the car i wanted i want to have but in the same investment mindset how do i make this not just like a burden so what i did is i i put it up on turo uh-huh. um, which is a car rental company and it for about a year it paid for itself but going on deployment and just not being around a lot it was a lot of hands-on thing mm-hmm. so i i reached out to a company that rents nice cars yeah uh, to people coming into town and basically sits in their garage and they rent it out a few times a month um, not only does it pay off the car payment but it, it makes me money and then i get to drive it whenever i want so it's a different approach to like investing but yeah. if you want a nice car and you're comfortable with people driving that car which you know, i'm not always super yeah. comfortable with it but it is an option maybe not that specific option yeah. not everyone can replicate that yeah but the ideal of it is you know let this be an asset instead of a burden for you so. right right no that's a good one it's i'm laughing i was kind of looking at my no one can see maya on the film here but maya is my business partner but in the real estate company but uh I had done the same, same thing, like the Turo mm-hmm. with a, someone we both know. We kind of had a business that was doing the same, like had like five cars of our own and yep. then we're like bringing in other peoples to do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're right though. It becomes a very hands-on. So it becomes like either you do it for real yeah. or you don't like if it's, you know, when you get past the one or two cars, it's car no thing, longer passive. Deployed, and yeah. those are the decisions you have to make. Like, am I going to like spend my time doing uh, That's not something I wanted to do. I didn't yeah. want to be tied to that. So. Yeah, exactly. But it was a cool way to keep some, you know, yeah. cars that, like you said, dream cars that you can drive here and there. And yep. like, oh, that's pretty, yeah. definitely pretty cool. And scratch that itch and then you can move on, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. If we can take a step backwards for a time. I want to go back to the TSP part okay. for just a second. You know, we talked about the set it and forget it part mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, hey, military will match some of it and there's different funds you can, yep. you know, there's, there's a lot of avenues that, you know, we don't even need to touch on today. But uh, another thing being, it, it does open doors. It's like a savings account too, because you can, unlike a lot of retirement accounts, they do have ways for you to access your money mm-hmm. temporarily if you need to for an emergency. Tell me if I'm if it's still the same, but I know I'd utilize mine both for real estate purchase. They have mm-hmm. one for real estate, and then they have a general, and I'd use both of those. Like, yep. but you borrow from yourself mm-hmm. and just pay yourself back. 
I've heard other guys utilize mm -hmm. that for loans, like home mm -hmm. loans. And mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, I haven't done it myself, so I can't speak right. on like the, the nuances of it. And uh -huh. I'm sure you can, as I know, it hasn't changed. Gotcha. Um, so that option's definitely still out there under the blended retirement system. It, it hasn't affected that area, but yeah, that's a great option for guys. If mm -hmm. like you're, you know, you need to put a down payment down or yeah. whatever, if life happens and Family you need a little extra cash, it's, uh, it is your money. And most 401ks do not offer that right. <laughs> ability. Right. So it is a great program. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was a pretty big advantage because one of the things a lot of people say is like, Hey, I need to put away some money in case something happens. Yep. And then let's face it. A lot of times some people will, some people won't really, but this is the best of both worlds. It's making more interested. It's tacked. It's uh, you know, protected from taxes mm -hmm. and then you can borrow from it and yep. put it back. That's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. I will touch on that. So I am also a firm believer that you should have uh, rainy day fund and looking Great. online and doing my own my own research on it the experts say three to six months of what you should save if you own a rental property mm -hmm. um, maybe you should have a little bit more because right. there can be things that happen if it's not covered or uh, if you just have a gap in renters you know you're gonna mm -hmm. have to cover a, a mortgage for a month or two so definitely have a buildup of accessible cash yes. um, it maybe doesn't need to be just sitting in your checking account right. but it could be in a high yield savings account counter mm -hmm. something where it's making you a little bit more money than right. just sitting stagnant before you get into all these investment opportunities that I'm sure we'll touch on and yeah. you know that are out there one of the first things I firmly believe you should do is set up that fund whatever account it sits mm -hmm. in try to maximize it have it be accessible right. um, and slowly build to that three to six month period and before the whole like covid yeah. corona happened people will probably put that off mm -hmm. but it hasn't affected me. I get a steady right. paycheck, but there's people out there who have definitely taken a hit and they didn't have the savings in place to weather the storm. So you don't know what's going to happen, if it's going to be sure. a pandemic or it's going to be specifically to you. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it's really important to just the first thing you do is set up that cash pile and right. then be able to uh, leave it there. Yeah. And, and, and not have the temptation to be like, well, now is a great time to invest. Like the market's low or this perfect like, rental property. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. or when it's going to happen. Right. So leave that one alone. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to be your entire life savings. Yeah. But yeah. Like, but something. Get it established. I, um, I agree. I think that's great advice. And for me, again, having to knowing I had to put uh, some hurdles in front of myself. So I used to, my account was, you know, like a lot of military guys, I had Navy Federal and I had USA and yep. I would have a normal bank as well. But I think mine, uh, what it was when I was in was the USA when I would use as I just didn't even keep an ATM card. Like I didn't have an ATM card mm -hmm. for it. That was where I stashed that kind of rainy day, you know, emergency fund yep. because let's face it, not a huge effort, but I had to do more than just go to the ATM to right. pull money out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you made a conscious decision. To exactly. <laughs> like, am I going to... Uh, do I really need to do yeah. this? You know, so just having to have that extra step, but even building that, I did it with exactly what you mentioned earlier that kind of set it, forget it. Like, Hey, X amount from being able to do allotments from our military pay, mm -hmm. X amount would go to there and yep. then X would go here or here. And, and it just, again, you yeah. adjust to that too. Yep. And then you look over and you're going, Oh wow. That's I've saved this much. Now. That's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. And the thing about that is you can cut that off once you've hit your, your goal on that. Yeah. that so it's like, maybe you do it for six months, maybe you do it for yeah. a year, whatever you need to build to save up. And then cool. Now I've hit my six months, my, your patience has paid off. And now you can start investing in another avenue that you're yeah. interested in. And we can get into all those different lanes, but 
another military benefit that I'm coming up on my next deployment in September. Mm-hmm. And if you deploy to a combat zone, uh, there is a DOD savings plan. And I, I forget the exact name of it. But basically, yeah. you can put 10 grand in uh-huh. and they will pay back 10% at the end of your deployment, 90 days past. So you basically, if you do the math out, you make $750 just by taking it out of that rainy day fund, putting it into that plan. And then as soon as you're back three months later, putting it back into your rainy day fund. And it's kind of exploring that that option, but having that mindset to how can I make just a little bit more money on money that would normally be sitting there. And it's an added benefit that's only given to the military. Mm-hmm. Not only are you making tax-free in a common zone yeah. and all these other things, but that 10 grand was already sitting there just waiting for a bad day, right. um, you know, and then you're just reallocating it, making it a little bit more and then pulling it out when you're done. So, yeah, I tried to Google real quick, mm-hmm. but I don't know, except, but it was like SBD, SDB. Uh, I remember, yeah. I wish I knew the name of, but no, that's a huge one. It's like, you don't get better rate than that, right. you know? And I yep. can remember the first time, the first time I had the option to do it, I was like, kind of that woke me up to not having mm-hmm. that fund because I just wasted a huge opportunity yeah. because I didn't have enough to maximize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, and then there's other like, yeah, while you're there, you can still input to it, but yeah. it's that significantly hinders yeah. what you're getting for free yeah. essentially. Yep. So it's yeah, a, the second time I made sure when I, as soon as I deploy, I'm like, Oh dude, here's my, here's my 10 K mm-hmm. let's, you know, make something from yeah. it. It's the same thing we're talking about with the military contributing or matching up to 5%, like right. take advantage of the free money. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, yeah, it's a one-time thing. Like it's, it's not necessarily set it and forget it. Like we, we were earlier talking about, right. but it's, it's money on the table that it's just waiting for you to go grab. So I'd highly recommend doing that yeah, as an absolutely. option because you, you can't beat like a guaranteed 10%. On, yeah. On that's ridiculous. Nine months, you know? Yeah. it's yeah, so. ridiculous. Right. And, and, and again, you know, doing the, some of the basic things you've just already talked about, just setting aside some of the, the money for this or being ready for any situation, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that rainy day fund just turned into you're growing it. Yep. You know, your rainy day is like a, a sunny day now and you're yeah. just growing your money but, yeah. uh, because you've left your options open, mm-hmm. you've left some open doors for mm-hmm. yourself. And I think that's pretty important as well. Yeah. Real, just last thing on that point. So sometimes I have these conversations with my friends all the time mm-hmm. and they're not as die hard, you know, they're not always reading it, about it or looking online for like ways to, you know, make money. Like they have interest in other things. Right. So when we have the conversations, I feel like sometimes I'm just educating a little bit on. So one of the things I, I share with them is like, the question is why would I not take that 10 grand that I have in my rainy day fund right. and just invest it in the market? And then when I need it, pull it out. Oh. Well, you can't predict what the market's going to do. So say you had 10 grand sitting in January mm-hmm. and now it's March and that 10 grand is worth four because of everything that's happened. If you need money now, yeah. it's a, you don't want to take it out for a loss. You don't no. want those realized losses to be at four, you know, you're making right. 10,000 that you invested to be 4,000 yeah. because you need the money in March. You don't right. know what happened. So that's the principle to keeping a rainy day fund because right. you can't predict things. So while it could be making you more money in the stock market, it could also be a really bad time that mm-hmm. take a hit. So that's why you keep it separate. Then you start working with the other money. Yeah. That's a, no, that's, I think that's a very important point. I wasn't even like really registering that right now. I'm glad you brought that yeah. up and it's very true. And it's so pertinent to right now. Mm-hmm. I was actually pretty fortunate. I did a cash out refi to get into more investment, but it, and again, that money all just goes back into, so when I do something like that, it's going back into the next investment, right? right. But waiting for the right thing at the right time or looking for whatever it was, this was at the end of the year. 
I talked to him a financial advisor, talked to a couple other people, you know, they're kind of mentor, whatever, just like bounce ideas off, yeah. kind of like you and I do, yep. you know, when we're talking about things and through talking to them and some good inputs, I'm just going to put it in my checking account for right now, which mm -hmm. is normally the worst thing in the world. I would never mm -hmm. advise putting substantial money into a checking account, but I'm like, man, it's an election year. I don't know exactly what I want to do. And let's face it, the, uh, you know, stock market is like, that's so volatile. based on emotion, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's what people think really yeah. more so than anything. So literally a month later, you know, COVID hit and, and shit just went and you're like down. Glad luck. to be cash rich right now. Dumb yeah. luck. Yeah. You know, realistically, yeah. it wasn't because I could, I, I didn't foresee this right. or whatever, but just through some bouncing ideas off good people and just kind of brainstorming like, Hey, you know what, if you're going to, if you think you might want to use it in the next year, especially being an election year, don't, why don't you just like hold on to it? I'm like, I think that's best. Yeah. And I'm so, so happy yeah. that I listened to someone for once, Yeah, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I, not to dive into like the current market yeah. and, but there's such a divide between like what they say, wall street and main street right now. Right. Like you look at, there's crazy unemployment, like earnings are down, mm -hmm. uh, obviously due to everything that's going on, but like the market, it took a hit, mm -hmm. but it's doing well. And it's like, why do right. we have this V-shaped curve? Well, people are investing off of motion right now. Yeah, I'm not saying don't invest. Like right. it is, there's opportunities 100%. out there and like good companies that will rebound from this, but you need to be looking at it at the long term. Right. And if you need access to that money in six yeah. months, it might not be there. Um, so that kind of ties into like the market and then also that rainy day fund. Yeah. Well, and the rainy day fund too, if you, if you have that, and so you don't have to dip into your money that's in the mm -hmm. market, you never have to take it at a loss, Yeah, you know, exactly. because most people, if, and it's unfortunate if some people do need to do that right now, but hopefully, you know, if they have a little bit of a fund and if they can just weather this time period, it's yep. going to, it's going to come back. Right. So, you know, you're going to get it back, but again, just planning ahead a little bit for mm -hmm. that's huge. Cool. So yeah, now let's, let's take it back to uh, kind of back to that, financial mindset thing that we had talked about before and some of the other, and again, back to the military is some of the advantage we have, like for instance, the, our BAH, you mm -hmm. know, the housing allowance, right? Something that I think some people don't think of early on in the military or, or maybe sometimes never is that those pockets of money, like BAH, your base pay, your, uh, you know, food allowance, mm -hmm. all these allowances and pays, but they're so drastically different, you know, and that's like an accounting method for the military. You know, that's how they break up, yep. you know, what you get, but allowances aren't taxed. And I think people sometimes look at those just the same as the other money. And yep. really they, you could plus that as a, a basically a 25% gain. Mm -hmm. So when they're looking at expenditures, for instance, like housing allowance, you know, like, Oh, well, this is what, uh, and when some people actually think too, like, Hey, this is what I get for housing lunch. That's what I'm supposed to spend. Mm -hmm. So it'll be, Hey, if I get $2,500, if I spend 22, I'm making $300. Right. Like, yeah, it doesn't work that It's way. different than COLA. Yeah. I, 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 I hear what you're saying on that. Like if, if you live CONUS and you know, you San Diego mm -hmm. 2,600 or whatever yeah, the BAH yeah. is, don't spend 2,600 mm -hmm. on an apartment or, you know, if you have, if you own a home, that's different because right. it's an investment and sure. maybe you have a family. So that's a different avenue. But if you're renting, uh -huh. you know, find something cheaper, you yeah. know, and like you can, and you can still live in a nice area. Mm -hmm. Say you pay 1800 instead of 2,600 on rent, right? Take home that $800 and then do something with it yeah. instead of, you know, those, just because the funds are set up, like you mm -hmm. receive this much, that certainly doesn't mean you need to spend it on that. 100%. Cola, on the other hand, you're living overseas, whatever your rent is, is yeah. how much, you know, you get paid yeah. and there is a maximum. So you don't get yeah. to take any of the, there's other funds that you yeah, can the, save the OHA, money on. They take it all. You either use it 
Right. Or you don't. Yep. So get the nicest place. Overseas, get the nicest place and you can. And make sure they include, you know, utilities, like all the utilities. Extra parking. Exactly. Uh, yep. Oh, man. Yeah, it's crazy. But that no, that's good advice, too, honestly. Because, yeah, roll everything in you can because you don't get any of the extra. But um, also when you're looking at just your total budget, when you're looking at what you're taking home and stuff, just it's something I think people appreciate a lot more what you do get from the military when you recognize that all those allowances are really, you know, not since they're not taxable, you can add 25%. Like mm -hmm. for instance, if you get a home loan, when you're going to get a loan, like if you have a good lender, they're going to know to plus that amount up. So you're actually qualified for more things yep. like that. As you mentioned before too, if you're running like, that doesn't mean spend it all. Or, you know, if you have, uh, you know, two guys living in, you can get a nice place yep. and not spend your maxes, you know, two people exactly. can get a nice yeah. place. And the same for purchasing, mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, if you think ahead and you're like, cool, I'm going to purchase this place and then rent a room or, you know, or two yep. to friends, there's ways to really maximize what you do have. And there are some definitely perks for that. And, and I know for me personally, once I uh, retired, I already recognized, but man, taxes, you realize really quickly, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. wow, that is a big difference that untaxed income. Yep. And then also the fact of, um, you know, I, from when I live in Washington and uh, that was still my primary residence. Mm -hmm. And now retiring, now I'm a California registered. So everything I got basically yeah. at another 10% off of everything else that happens. It's, yeah. Pick your state of residence wise. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I was lucky for a long time. I just left it as the Washington yep. state one, but, but man, yeah, that's a tough one. But um, yeah, just, just again, like people looking at really what money they are making and how to best leverage that, you mm -hmm. know, and, and especially you mentioned before, like if you're single or even just like my first property I bought, I was married, but, but it was just, I, we didn't have kids. So mm -hmm. it's not a big deal, you know, to make a, a small investment. I did that by accident. I didn't realize I was making a good investment and mm -hmm. just, you know, taking that action. But yeah, it reminds me of the story. So we went through like quickly my background mm -hmm. while I was at the Academy. I had a professor and he was at the twilight tour. So he was, he was on his way out and he wanted to kind of just, it was after class and we wanted to discuss some investment opportunities at the Academy or junior year, you get the option to take a starter loan. So it's 36 grand at like 0.7%. And mm -hmm. it's not everyone knows what to do with that money right away. I was really into skydiving. So I went off and I bought my own rig and I wanted to do that. But the rest of the money I invested in the market and I, you know, used my dad's advice to, you know, figure out how I wanted it. So I basically just let that money sit, mm -hmm. um, which I'm happy I did. I kind of got sidetracked there though on the real estate option. So we yeah. were talking one day after class, me and my professor, and he said, one of the best pieces of advice I can give to you is uh, invest in real estate and do it often. Mm -hmm. And so he had lived in three or four different duty locations, but Hawaii, San Diego, Virginia. And in each one of those locations, he bought a home and he lived in it while he was at that duty location uh, with his VA loan, um, which is, 0% down. So right. like, you know, it's it, another great benefit to the military, but he would live in it. And then when he would move his duty location, he would change the loan over to a conventional loan, free up his VA loan for an, another purchase, but he would then rent out, you know, the home or the house that the property that he owned in whatever location he was at. Right. He would get long-term renters in there. He'd move to the duty location. He would buy, live, and then the cycle continued. So after three or four properties, yeah. he's now living in Annapolis and he's got 
passive income from granted the loan are at different stages of you know their life so yeah. one he had bought five years ago the other one he had bought 20 years before so they're definitely at different different points but you have options then you can right. either refinance or you can sell and it's appreciated or you can just sit back and let the renters pay your mortgage until it you know complete and then you yeah. can do whatever you want you can either have a vacation home there's just so many options so he gave me that advice. Uh, I graduated two years later. I came out to San Diego. I was going through buds and I was living with two other guys in a rental property. And I'm sitting there thinking, I can buy my own place right now. Like I have, you know, a VA loan. I don't have to put anything down. I can live in the same location. Right. And me and my two roommates can pay this mortgage. And then when yeah. I'm done, I'll just find renters. And uh, it, it is a risk. You're, you're assuming a risk because you're like, okay, well, especially in San Diego, these, these mortgages are crazy. Like the price of these homes are just, you know, way higher than other parts of the country. Right. But the rent is also higher in yeah. these parts of the country too. So next year I, I bought my first property. I lived there for six months and then it was time for me to go on deployment. So I brought in renters and then, you know, I now have long-term renters in that location. Mm -hmm. uh, I got back from deployment bought a second property, lived there for until I left again. And then, so now I've got two properties, people paying the mortgage plus right. some, you are assuming risk, but I think that's some of the best advice I ever got right. was invest in real estate and let it grow for you. And then let renters pay your mortgage. Um, yeah. Cause everyone needs, like, there's a point where I needed to rent too. And right. there, you know, there's going to be coming people coming through yeah. behind you that aren't in a position where they can buy mm -hmm. uh, right then, you know, hopefully eventually they will, because I'm not trying to just pull from people who can't buy their own properties, right, right. but it's, uh, um, you're at different stages. So yeah, yeah that was really good advice for me. Well, well, also, like you said, you're not trying to like, uh, you know, just pull from those people, but also when people transfer, you know, and I, I think, I think we've talked before you're, you've got military tenants too, yep. right? Well, a lot of people also, if they haven't been stationed in San Diego, San Diego is huge. Like yeah. it's not like some of the areas where everyone, everyone lives in a similar place. It's so spread out that, yeah, uh, a lot of people come, they want to rent six months to a year mm -hmm. and see, hey, let me check out the schools. Let me check out, yep. especially the families. Let me check out commutes mm -hmm. because you can be pretty close and still have an hour commute yeah. at the wrong time of day. So yep. yeah, no, that's a, I think that's a, a key piece too. It gives people that opportunity to look. Yeah. Like you said of uh, that, I think that's phenomenal that you had someone give that advice mm -hmm. because again, we've talked before like when we were talking about TSP about starting early and how much it compounds. You start early on the, on the housing side. Mm -hmm. So now you've got both sides, you know, like a good kickoff on both sides and that compounds as well. It just stacks on yep. top of each other. Yeah. You don't have to make, I think it's also, a very good point uh, to your credit of you don't have to make everything in one piece, mm -hmm. you know, kind of spread it out. If yeah. you make a little here, a little here, and even in the uh, real estate investing side, it's kind of on the similar path that you were talking about with your professor where I bought when I was married, when I was super young, I was like 22, 23, and then transferred, did the same. So I think I was at three houses when I got divorced and then so started over, mm -hmm. but again, but it didn't matter, you know, because then I'd seen like, oh crap, this, this really works, but it was exactly what he said, yeah. you bought to live in. And then when you moved on, you, you, you know, rented it out, but there's like something that kind of stacking effect of that income, because even if you're only making a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, let's say you're only making, because you, especially if you buy the VA loan, sometimes I think people forget that you're buying a VA loan. If you don't put any money, you don't have to put money down. Mm -hmm. So if you put no money down and you live into something for a couple years, even 
you really still haven't put much money in that. Right. You'd be renting this anyway. So then if you rent that property out, let's say you're making $25, $30 a month on top of, you know, which yeah. I'm just, that's super low, but yeah. let's just say you're making that in profit. You're not just making that $30 there. You're making that in cash flow. Exactly. They're paying your mortgage. So yep. the amortization they're paying. They're paying your principal down. You're going to get that mm-hmm. when you, if you decide to sell at the end, whether maybe you don't sell at four years, you're, probably haven't made as much as you could at four years, but let's just say it's 10 years. You come back to decision exactly to your point. Like it's, it's, you're not just making that those small increments over your mortgage. You're going to sell it for it, not only to appreciation, but also the principal that has been paid down over those 10 years, which is significant over time. Right. It's not as much as you'd make if you kept it to 30 years. Right. But hey, but it depends on what you're going to do with that too. Because if you're going to roll that into something more lucrative or use it for, you know, something for your dreams or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then the other huge thing, again, back to my lesson I learned when I retired and got hit hard was the uh, tax end. You know, investment property, you get that tax advantage because you get the depreciation. Yep. So essentially you're, you're providing housing to someone, you get that benefit. So you're paying less money in taxes, which is in sense income as well, mm-hmm. you know, so it really does stack on itself. Yeah. And one of the analogies I give to people sometimes, they, which I understand too, and this is part of them doing research. As you mentioned before, a little bit of research will go a long way on whatever you're doing. If someone's considering buying and they're like, well, what if I get promoted and transfer or what if, you know, yeah. I, whatever mm-hmm. happens and I transfer and I've only been in this house for like a year and a half, you know, and, we're, and I'm thinking, okay, if you bought a home, you put no money into it, VA loan you've been in for a year and a half, of course, you're not going to necessarily be cash flow positive on a rent. Right. right. So they're like, Hey, I, you know, we're looking at the looking up rents for them. And they're like, shoot, I think I'm, I'm going to like actually be losing $200 a month. And I understand that that's like kind of back to the, the financial mindset of looking, Hey, my BH is this now I'm going to be underwater $200 yeah. a month, but it's just really not it. And yeah. so the analogy I use then is like, you know, to, to use kind of San Diego numbers, if you will, like rent and mortgage stuff is like, Hey, if, if there was a 401k that someone else will put 3000 in, would you put 300 mm-hmm. in there? Like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, that's what this is. Yeah. That's what rent is. If someone's paying 3000 of your mortgage and you're putting 300 in, but they're paying this down, you're getting the tax benefit and event and they're paying down your mortgage. Yeah. It's really just an investment. And I think it's just looking at things. It doesn't mean it's the right thing for them to do that individual person but it's important to kind of look at the total picture of what you're getting into and where your money is going. I think in those cases, you know? Yeah, definitely. There's, like you said, it's, it's different situation for everyone and it's not a cop out answer, but it's very real. Like mm-hmm. everyone's at a different point in their life. Um, and it, they have a different situation that they have to account for when they make these investment decisions. Uh, so do your own research, do mm-hmm. your own math on it too. Yes. Like, calculate out, okay, this is where I'll be deficit, but I'm okay because in five years, this is how much I would have made. Exactly your 401, 3,300 example. That's glaring when, Mm -hmm. when you look at it in that way. So kind of train yourself to think about everything as like, what is this doing for me in the long term? Not just month to month. Like you're taking a $200 loss on a month. Like 
I don't know what your situation is, but it, it'll probably make you more in the long yeah. run by holding on to that property for five years. Yeah, hundred percent. You're, you're right. And it's, and again, each individual is going to be different and it's easy for me like to, uh, now like, you know, or, or during any single part of my life when, when you're single, you're only risking yourself. So mm-hmm. there's definitely, uh, you know, a difference there yeah. on where your money has to be sent in any of those cases. But I think we've hit on a couple good starters here mm-hmm. on, you know, like the TSB, uh, I agree with you on the military side, like, TSP is a great place to start. Or yep. if you're not in the military side, that's any kind of basic investment to yeah. start with is phenomenal. Maybe just dive into the TSP yeah. and a few other little things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the TSP, you can contribute 19 grand a year. Mm-hmm. It's significant. So if you can do, if you're single and you can do that, like, great. You might want to diversify a little bit because that's right. a big part of investing too. You don't want everything all, all in one. Right. Um, and maybe you want the freedom to actually, yeah, you can choose between a few different funds in the TSP. Mm-hmm. I've got mine basically divided between the C and the S fund, but you, you don't have a lot of freedom to, to move that money around. Right. And so maybe you don't contribute 19000 into your, sorry, that's just for the Roth. You can right. also put fifteen, I believe, into the uh, traditional. And those numbers kind of, they change over the years. It, two years ago is less than that, but you can invest that much in the TSP. There's other little avenues I think you can take advantage right. of. So there's the service member relief cares act S C R a. Um, and it has a lot of benefits. Some of those benefits are early termination on rental leases. Mm-hmm. Some of the auto leases, if you're going on deployment. Um, and I'm sure a lot of guys know about that being a, a homeowner, you don't want to be like shotgun and surprised yeah. with that. So you should be very upfront with like, Hey, I plan on, I'm going on deployment here and I plan on moving out. So your landlord can account for that. But if you are in a bad situation and something comes up, you know, Hey, I'm going on deployment. Now you can get out of those, those leases, uh, other benefits are there's credit cards that will waive their annual fees under the same act. So one of those credit cards is the Amex Platinum card. I have it. All my friends have it because it's such it. I mean, it's one of those like baller cards that gives you all these perks, all these benefits. It's normally $550 a year annual fee to have that card, but military members are getting it for free right. and you get the benefits. So a lot of people don't, we could get into credit and credit scores sure. and, and maybe we will here, but just from a credit card perspective, yeah. also there's correct ways to use a credit card and that's maybe another conversation as well. But if you do have a credit card, mm-hmm. Utilize that that act, get one of the better cards that gives you more perks. So for example, one of the perks on the Amex card is if you book a flight through their travel um, website, you get 5% back. And like right. you're talking about small percentages, but if another credit card's only giving you 1% on yeah. general purchases, utilize this travel card that's giving you 5% back on points we could get into points and how to use them most efficiently and all, all of that. But there's these little things out there like that. And there's other cards that waive the fees as well. I'm just, right. that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of right now. Yeah. But you know, I like travel. We already talked about that. If I want to fly to, I don't know, my family lives in Raleigh, you know, uh-huh. and I plan on seeing them within the next few months, I can use points because I use my Amex platinum card to do all these purchases. Not only am I saving money on the flight, but I'm also getting points and you can redeem those points. 
So there's things like that out there. It's as simple as listening to something like this or doing a quick Google search on right. like uh, military benefits. And I mean, there's articles for days on like, this is, you know, what you say when you call or you apply for the credit, you right. obviously need decent credit. And a, a good way to get good credit is to have taken out loans and build a credit history. And I'm, you probably speak better to, you know, credit and credit history than I am, but you definitely want to build that up early. Yeah. You don't want to assume so much debt, but when it is time to take on a home loan, which is likely for a lot of people, the largest loan you'll ever take out, you want to be offered good interest rates. Yeah. So that's really where it comes in. Auto loans, the same thing. Like the difference between three and 5%, just two random yeah. numbers, for example, if you have good credit, you'll get a lower interest rate. That could be upwards of thousands of dollars over a five-year auto loan, even more so on a, uh, a home loan if you're in it for 30 years. Yeah. So, but that's a huge point too. And I was looking at uh, it's service member civil relief act, right? Yep, yep. And then, and again, it's just another one of those things that's available to people, you know, just take a little bit of that yep. look. And another point with that one too is, uh, which I didn't utilize on a couple of times because I wasn't either aware or I didn't take the time to take care of it is a lot of things, if you do have balances on your credit cards oh, yeah, and certain things, re reach out to them because they don't know, you know, it's not like they automatically know you deployed or something. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they'll either like, you know, like stop the interest cap on your card during that time. Yeah, they'll cap it. Yep. Some cards have even stopped it for me before. Like, oh, are you deployed? Hey, we're not, no interest. Mm -hmm. Just let us, you know, how long are you deployed? Cool. We'll get you when you get back. They'll, yep. they'll start it back up. So there are some really cool things out there with that as well. And that platinum card, you, you nailed that one, man. Yeah. The, that Amex Platinum, like no fees on that mm -hmm. is, that's huge because actually in addition to all those points, you get, uh, what is it? $200 to your, oh, I could go your through airline. the list. Yeah. You get a uh, global entry paid for, I mean, you yep. can pay your fees off on it and just in the initial perks, it's much less, you know, any of the extras. There's little ones too. It's like you get $50 every six months for Saks Fifth Ave, like mm -hmm. shopping, like you, you Uber, Uber, or Uber $20 a month. Like yeah. you're not paying anything. So I can't say it pays for itself, mm -hmm. but if you were paying for the card, it would pay for itself. Well, unfortunately, once you retire, you're paying for it again. So right. Yeah, You've got uh, that. Yeah. So um, I learned that one too. Um, I was hoping it wouldn't. <laughs> the point being while you're in it, it's a yeah, great benefit. It uh, and even when you're out understanding how credit cards work and the benefits that they provide you, mm -hmm. maybe you don't have three cards with all, you know, have a $500 annual fee, but you have one card that offers you the best perks for what, right. what you are interested in. If you travel a lot, maybe travel card, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got a family, you're going to want to look at gas and, right. and grocery cards. So there, there's things like that to spend some time looking into because right. all these, I think a general theme we've talked about is like very small increments mm -hmm. um, of how to save money or make a little bit of money. Or if it's investing, it's, it's, it's a slow growth, but all these little increments over time, yeah. you know, adds you know, up, it adds up immensely. Sure. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm young, I'm new, like, mm -hmm. I haven't realized those yet, but doing the research and realizing what it will do for me in right. 30 years, 40 years when I'm, you know, done with work and like, I'm ready to retire and relax. Like I'm going to be happy that I made these decisions early. Every time I get on this topic, this like image comes to my head. It's a, it's like a very young military person, right? right? They're 18, 19, and they maybe just got back from the first deployment and they go to the car dealership and they buy that new, you know, souped up Mustang. 
or Camaro for 40 grand and they have crazy interest rates on it. And it's like, guys, again, I love cars. So like it's, I understand the want there, but like if you can be conservative and you can like contain yourself for a few years where you could maybe just buy that out in cash and not take the interest on it. Some delayed gratification on that. Think about that money that you're paying in interest. Cause I mean, some of those are like what 20%, like it's crazy how high is the, and you're like, you just feel bad because they're not even paying down principal. They're Mm -hmm. just paying off the interest. And sometimes paying storage while they're deployed because when they get here, you know, what happens, you're like, cool, I want this. I've got this, you know, now I have a job that steady pay and they get this thing that they're paying high interest and then you're deployed and you're like, oh shit, well, I don't want this beautiful car outside and you're, so compound works in the positive, it also works in the negative. For sure. You know, it it really, really does. But uh, I mean, I think you brought some awesome, some of these small things too, like you said, they do stack, they do add up, Mm -hmm. single relief act. um, And and it's not just the Amex, but so many of the other things, there are perks out there. Um, You just have to kind of do a little research and take a look, but just, you know, I appreciate all that you kind of brought to the conversation today. It's great. And I know we have a lot more and I'm, I'm sure we're going to, uh, you know, hopefully sit down again yeah. when you have time and throw some more stuff out there yeah. and dig into some more stuff. But like you said too, I think that w- when you mentioned your professor that kind of uh, talked to you about the, the housing stuff mm-hmm. and then, you know, like your dad giving you some advice on where to put that money from the, you know, after you bought your skydiving stuff, yep. you, know, you know, let's get, again, yeah, yeah, you exactly. got your passion and then cool. Let's, yep. let's, let's have some fun and put some stuff away. But, uh, men mentors and, and things like that are, I mean, that is important. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, actually, you know, before I even say what I was going to say, let me ask you one more thing now, like, where do you look now? They're outside of, you know, your, your, you know, I know your dad's had an impact yep. and then you have yep. this professor that started off. Where do you look for inspiration yeah, or where do you go now? That's a good question. Um, I think, so I'm, I'm one of those people who's kind of always had that itch. So you're, mm-hmm. you're, I, I'm, I'm seeking out, uh, information. So, you know, I'll still, leverage the relationships that I've made in the past on, uh, in, you know, whether it's real estate or the, the stock market or, um, whatever, but for example, like linking up with you mm-hmm. and bouncing ideas off of you, you know, I've had some crazy inspirations where I've seen, I guess the right way to describe it is there's a void that I feel like could be filled and maybe I have the experience or just the want to fill that void. Yeah. And in doing so, you know, you can make a profit off of it. You can, right. when you dive into something, you have a passion. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're very passionate about something or you want to do it. So for financial gain and both, both are good avenues to take, like uh, hopefully they line up. Mm -hmm. And once you've done that, I'm trying, I will get back around to your question here. So to answer your question, uh, where do I go from here? Well, identifying interests that I have and how do those things, how do those interests make me money? Right. Hopefully passive because I do have a job that Mm -hmm. I'm fully invested in and like that takes up a big portion of your time too. Uh, So going forward, it's continued to meet people like yourself or, you know, like-minded individuals who have different perspectives on, on how to do the things we're talking about today. Cause we've hit the wave tops on a few things, right. but I am by no means the expert on any one of these things. And there's so much more I don't know about. It's, it's a shame that I'm not taking advantage of it. Cause I know it's out there. I'm yeah. not taking advantage yeah. of it right now, but 
then that's the part of growth. You're not going to have all the information right off the bat. You need to dive into it. So where do I go from here? Continue to have conversations like this. Like this is a cool experience for me, you know, just to sit down and again, hash things out with yourself, hopefully be back on to talk to some of those experts in those specific fields and see the kind of information that they have to share um, and and just continue to self-research. No, that's awesome. Yeah. No, and, and cause I, I'm same way. Like every time I talked to, you know, like when I met you, talked to you and it, several other people, it just, uh, reinvigorates me sometimes, yep. you know, cause you do get like, sometimes you just get a little rundown mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man. And you talk to somebody, you get a fresh perspective and it reinvigorates you. And, uh, one thing, like you said, you know, you're a hundred percent invested, in, you know, invested in your job and you love that career. I will say for me also once, despite discovering, you know, even accidentally early, like what, some of these investments bring to the table and some of this passive income, it allowed me to enjoy my military time even more Mm -hmm. because it wasn't a necessity. I stayed in, I never was trapped. I never felt like I had to be there because, oh crap, if I get out, how Mm -hmm. do I support this or whatever? So I think that really changed my experience in the military, being able to really enjoy those things. And kind of like you, like you can really enjoy your job, especially when it's not because you have to be there, Mm -hmm. you know, you do it because you love your job and then you have these other experiences and stuff. So I think, again, it just opens doors. So people doing the things you love, not being trapped in any one thing because you prepared wisely. It, it just you, really, you can do both as well. You yeah, know, like 100%. exactly what you're saying. You don't you don't feel trapped for a lot of us. And I keep referring to like the itch of but just yeah. just wanting to do more with, you know, your life and you want to make sure you're set up for success and be successful. But that doesn't mean you have to give up what you're currently doing. It just means mm-hmm. you need to find ways to accomplish those things while still maintaining what you've got going on. And, you know, I think that's what we're trying to do. No, absolutely. And I, and I hopefully this so uh, let people know to you, like we, do, like you mentioned, you're not an expert. This I'm not an expert. Yeah, you know, I'm Just not a financial a advisor. Yeah. We're talking about things that work for us, but also hopefully people realize that it's okay to make mistakes. You know, I've made mistakes in investing, mm-hmm. or but more I regret ones I didn't make in mm-hmm. investing. You know, like not not taking that chance. And it's cool to make mistakes. And hopefully, what we can share and anyone else that comes on here is, if anything else, just the curiosity to learn. Mm-hmm. And there's avenues. There's people to reach out to. There's so much information out there. Hopefully we can bring some of that to people. And, and if there are questions or just people need support or whatever, Hey, reach out, you know, this will be on our website. You know, you're, there's going to be links. You can reach out to us at team at landingcollective.com, anything like that, that'll come to our, our whole team and we'll get the info for you or connect you with people like, like Ryan, if there's some, if people ask some questions, I'll reach out to Ryan, like, Hey, you know, what was your take on this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let us share experiences. If financial advisors that we bring on, we'll connect you with them, you know, so you can just talk to them directly, whatever the case is, just, you know, reach out and look for those people. Cause that's all we're doing. I'm trying to use this platform for me to connect with other people like Ryan, like other professionals, whether it be accountants, investors mm-hmm. that are doing things at a much higher level than I am. And while we learn, the, you know, hopefully some other people get to learn yeah. as well. Definitely. So uh, share absolutely. What, share what you've learned. Yeah, exactly. And, and share what I've learned to not do because I've got plenty of those as well. But man, thanks. I really, really appreciate it was your a time pleasure. today. Yeah, it, was, man. it was good. It doesn't seem like a task at all. Just no. getting to talk about what we would normally talk about anyway yeah. and have a little whiskey and, and catch up. So appreciate it, man. And can't wait to see you again. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely.